BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Got a boat free, yeah. basically. I'm about to tell you how it became free, mm-hmm. right? So when he get on the boat, he like, how much I owe you? Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, damn, I paid 400 a month. I was like 367 397 something like that. I was just like 400 and in my head, I'm laying back. I'm like, damn, I enjoy the water. I got a passion for this a little bit. If I do this once a month, this boat is free for me. Describe myself in two words, rich and unemployed. These stones cost two birds. Let it count it when she bored. Deposit hit chicks, clearing ace. Nothing void. I know that ain't my it's cost. Null and void. What we want? Money going up. Welcome. The Rich and Unemployed Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Dubaton, a.k.a. Finesse. And uh, before we get started, make sure you guys check out the Patreon. Make sure you guys check out the website for some merch, www.richandunemployed.net. And I know you guys have been asking about the hair scarf. They're on the way. Please just be patient. Um, <clears throat> we got a very, very special guest, very unique um, business that he does. Um, and I'm pretty sure you guys are going to be interested in it, especially if you guys are near some water. Go ahead, introduce yourself, bro. What's going on, man? What's up, good people? My name is Shaw, better known as Z Burgos. Listen, man, I'm from Washington, D.C. Man, I'm, I'm here to, to drop these gems on, about the boat and the jet ski rental industry, man. Mm-hmm. We got to figure it out. So, uh, how long have you been in this industry? Five years, man. Five years. And in this five years, what was your, what's your success like? I'm up, bro. I'm up. <laughs> yeah, I'm up. Shining. Nah, man, it's 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 definitely been the the trajectory of my you know changing my life, bro. Like yeah. it's 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 different, bro. <clears throat> um, it's a different type of bread. It's a different type of uh, industry and and this what do you network, right? Because mm-hmm. most people that you see in a yachting are rich old white people. Mm-hmm. So I've definitely been able to to throw up some elbows of some different you know kind of people. So what is it? What are you actually doing? So in the boat, the boat rental industry, you have several different models, right? Mm. The number one model uh, that my business does is the charter, meaning that we go out and um, say, like, you want to take you and your girl or your family out. Mm-hmm. We take you out on the water. I provide the captain and the boat for you, mm-hmm. right? That's one way. The other way is business to business. There's a lot of people in the industry who don't actually own a boat, but they know how to operate a boat, right? Mm-hmm. So... 
we're allowing them to take the boats out. And then we have our extra uh, excursions and stuff, tubing, you know, uh, jet skiing, all that extra stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's different models, different tiers within the industry. Okay. All right. So how did you get started? Being obedient, bro. Being obedient, what I mean by that is, um, you know, for, for my folks that, that have faith in God, uh, it's just me. All of my businesses, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never dreamed of owning a shuttle service or, or boat runner or doing government contracting. It's really just me, me moving when God tells me to move. So long story short, um, I got into the, the, the boating industry because I was, I was working too much in the trucking industry, right? Mm-hmm. So... I started off in the military. I did six and a half years in the Army. I got out of the Army, uh, came back to D.C. I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. All I knew was to sell drugs, so I started back selling drugs. I did my thing in the street, had seven people working for me. Um, and just every week, I had this one client, this white boy all, all the way from Kentucky. He used mm-hmm. to come and buy pills from me. And he used to always come with this raggedy car. And at the pride, like his third or fourth trip, I'm like, bro, like, like, why do you keep coming to me with this raggedy car behind you? He's like, this how I pay you, Ace. And I'm like, nah, like, all right, that's funny, but like, why are you always coming? He told me about the trucking industry. Uh-huh. And at the time, my seven people, they were getting locked up. So I was like, you know what? I'll be a fool to have done six and a half years in the military, have a master's degree in law enforcement, and a police officer in the military. I'll be a fool to go to jail for some drugs. Mm-hmm. So when he told me about the, the trucking industry, it was like, all right, bet. This guy talking to me, this, this, I'm about to go ahead and be obedient. I took that bread. Instead of going back to New York and getting another key, I went and got my truck, right? Mm-hmm. So I got in the trucking thing, and I was working 20 to 22 hours a day for two years straight. But then I began to wear on my children. Like, Dad, you never here. You never around. And so I promised them. I didn't know what it was going to be, but I promised them we're going to spend more time together. Right. So I went out at the time. I had a bow rider. I traded in for a pontoon. And we out on the water one day. We chilling. A what? Wait, what? A bow rider. I have to show the folk, but it's, it's a V-neck haul boat, right? Uh-huh. The pontoon has two tubes, so it's, it's more of an open floor plan with tubes, right? So the bow, okay. the bow rider, the pontoon. So I went and got this pontoon, and my kids and I, we out one day uh, enjoying the water, whatever, and then we pull over to the dock to get lunch. And this guy come out of nowhere. I'm tying my boat off. He come out, he startled me a little bit. So like, yo, he like, you rent your boat? And I'm, I'm, he kind of frightened me a little bit. So I'm like, shit, like, hell no, get away from me. Because I'm excited. I mean, I'm like, and my head is like, I'm doing it. I got my nice little luxury boat. So I'm like, shoot him off. But then again, I had to stop and think like, yo, it's God talking to me. Mm. So I hop off that boat. I run out. There. I'm like, yo, like, my bad, bro. You, you kind of startled me a little bit. Yeah, like, what you trying to do? He's like, I'm just trying to take my family out on the water. I'm like, all right, cool. Here's my number. I walk away, but in my head, I'm like, man, this nigga ain't going to ever call me, man. Yeah. But the very next day, the kids and I out, we doing the same thing. He called me. He like, yo, I'm where I met you at yesterday. I'm like, bro, like, I, don't, I ain't out on the water every day like this, yeah, yeah. right? But my grandmother, she lived close to the water, so I dropped the kids off to her. And uh, I go meet him, dude, as soon as he get on the boat. He's like, yo, how much I owe you? I was a drug dealer, but I was still book smart. Yeah. So I had that credit card, right? And when to go, I mean, I used my personal credit to get this boat loan. A lot of people like, yo, I can't afford a boat. The same way you go out and get a car is the same way you can go out and get these boats. But it's a little better because with a car, you only got seven to eight years on this loan. And the boats, you got 20 to 30 years, depending on the type of boat it is, right? Okay, hold up. Yeah, yeah. How much did you buy this boat for? That one was 75K. 
$75,000. Right. That was that was the first mistake in the industry. Okay. What was your goal when you was buying this $75,000 boat? I was just living life. I just was chilling. Habit. Yeah. You it was like I bust my ass for two years in, in this trucking game. Let me go buy what I want. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm just looking like I'm coming out of this drug, drug lifestyle to just living how I want to live. I want that luxury life. So mm-hmm. it was about having the, the, the newest Escalade, having the jewelry, having the cars and, and, and clothes. And I wanted this fancy boat. And a boat. Yeah. <laughs> right? Give me a boat, man. Listen, I had to ran it up. I'm going to give me a boat. <laughs> and it wasn't like, I mean, the, the image that I have in my head, it ain't like some new shit. No. Nah. Like, it's like, uh, my image is like an old, older boat. Nah, this was this so this one right the pontoon that I got it was it was a brand new joint. Man, let's pull this up. I got a, it was a, it I was an image in my head. It was it was a brown a brand new one off the water. So I like I like the Bentley pontoons, right? We're gonna put the picture up so you guys can see this pontoon. And the reason why I like the Bentley pontoons is because I can scale the word Bentley. When people hear Bentley, it's like, yo, I'm on a Bentley. Yeah, yeah, I got the same joint up. Okay. Damn, I just hit it back. I got it. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. I know these boats. All right, okay. Right, so I copped that dream, right? And, um... Okay, wait, wait. For, how much did you have to put down? My credit was great. I ain't put nothing down. Got a boat free, yeah. basically. I'm about to tell you how it became free, mm-hmm. right? So when he get on the boat, he like, how much I owe you? Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, damn, I paid 400 a month. I was like 367, 397, something like that. I was just like 400. And in my head, I'm laying back. I'm like, damn, I enjoy the water. I got a passion for this a little bit. If I do this once a month, this boat is free for me. How much you charge I know the episode is getting really good. Before we dive any deeper, I need to get into the sponsor for this today's episode. Being an entrepreneur, creating and maintaining a business is tough. We all know this. There's a thousand other people that's grinding just like you. What I'm getting at is you don't have to do this alone. Did you know that there's a morning call every day, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern? It's called The Morning Meetup, made for you. It's created by David Shans, the top entrepreneur who built multi-million dollar businesses. Yes, you heard this correctly. This is a group made by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Do you feel stuck? That means you need to get into the room with high-level entrepreneurs. Get in the room Basically, if you're tired of holding your own weight and it's entrepreneurship, you need to join. www.themorningmeetup.com. Join, connect, grow. I'll see you guys there. It's back to the episode. 400. 400. My payment was like 367, 397. Once something. a month. Okay. Yeah. You think it's small. So yeah. Okay, so I'm like, because I, I, even though, again, I was young and I was in the streets, but I was always wise and smart. Even when I was in the street, I ran my whole organization as a corporation, mm-hmm. right? So I just wanted it to, I wanted that, that liability to, to take it an asset, right? Mm-hmm. Or turn into an asset. So I was just in my head, like, if I do this once a month, my boat free, I ain't gotta pay for this thing. Mm-hmm. But I took it a, a step further, I'm like, yo, I come from the <clears> club <throat> scene, I understand the power of my, my footwork beating my feet. Right. Meaning I'm putting these brochures and these flyers together. I'm going to go back in the hood. I'm going to grab me some youngins that's out here acting a fool. I'm going to pay them a couple of dollars. I'm going to take them with me. And we about to go to these popping clubs, hit every car out here with these flyers and these brochures. Because when niggas come out of the club, the next thing on their on they door or their car is the flyer to the next jumping yeah. spot. And that's it, it took off from there. At first, I was at 634.50 for four hours. And I'm like, yo, this train... 
they they I they demand. paying this uh -huh. like what we about to double the price yeah. so i doubled it to 1200 and it, it, it took off what's it your goal off. you were just trying to get one person a month <clears throat> i just wanted one customer right but i took it a step further from there like because people are like well how do you market this thing so it was it it, it went from promoting it on a, with the flyers and, and hitting the clubs to me being who i am a natural flirt and me yeah. hitting these apartment buildings, right? Mm -hmm. Whenever I realized there was a, a, a female general manager, myself or one of my, 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 my cousins, I'll send them in there, make sure they're looking good, smelling good, and we'll take them a thing of flowers, right? Mm -hmm. I'm already throwing her off because she's like, who the hell is this dude, right? But I'm doing this because I've, I've, I've learned dopamine. Like when, when a female smells that scent, it's like, damn, like, mm. yeah, they always going to remember that. So we would go in and take these, these roses to them, and I just introduced myself like, hey, how you know I'm Shy from Shy's America, Bowden Jeski, Renum. I just <coughs> want to come and introduce my services to you. Mm -hmm. Not only that, I also wanted to, you know, give you, your employees, and your residents a little discount for coming out and enjoying yourself on the water. Wow. And the reason why I did that is because I understood, especially in D.C., we got big high-rise buildings, right? Mm. I knew and understood this was a one-stop shop. If I go in here and I befriend this young lady or the young man, if he's a, a GM a young man, I got three to five hundred, three to four hundred people that I can advertise at one time, mm -hmm. right? Then I moved into the hotels. I want to go befriend the, the the concierge managers. Why? Because when people travel, they in a brand new city. Mm -hmm. They want to know where you can eat at and what is it to do in your city. Facts. So the same thing. Yo, I'm shy from Shaw's America Boat and Jet Ski Rental. I own the largest Boat and Jet Ski Rental here in D.C. I just wanted to come introduce myself. And also, I wanted to give you and your employees 15% discount, and then I wanted to give your guests a 10% discount. Yeah. The reason why I gave the employees the higher discount because I wanted them to talk about my business for me. Mm -hmm. Not only to the guests, but I also told them, hey, use that 15% for your family members because they're talking to their family members and the guests at the hotel. Mm -hmm. So... That marketing, marketing. Is, is there, right? Marketing. Then we moved into the billboards on the highways, the, the bus stops, the yard signs. Like, okay, we're going what, crazy. What is this time frame? Like, from the day you get the boat and then... Nah, all I needed my first, my first couple of years really was the, 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 the flyers and the word of mouth. Yeah. It went crazy. Okay. I, I didn't start doing the extra stuff until probably year three or four when I really took it serious. When I first got into the business, it was just like... Shit, I'm making a quick 400. This is better than that street money, mm -hmm. right? Then I, I even did a disco night when, when COVID hit. It was crazy. We were seven days a week, three cruises. We still needed one more. So when they shut down all the clubs, I was like, bet. If I go on Amazon, give me some $20 lights, wrap it around them seats, mm -hmm. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm, I'm putting it in their head. Come and bring the, the club right out here on the water. Because yep. when you go to the club and section, you paying between 1000 to, I don't know, $3,000 yeah. with a bottle. I'm like, we are, the pontoon has couch seats like you in a club. Uh -huh. So I ran the place, $1,000 for, for, for two hours. And I used to include the bottle until I realized a lot of motherfuckers that were coming, they were already drunk yeah. or high, and they not even touching the bottle. Yeah. So I took the bottle away, but we still ran it up. Uh -huh. So at what point in, uh, did you like expand? Are you still just running one boat? No, 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 no. So uh, year, year, year two is when I went out and got... Because it wasn't just the boats. We, I started off with one boat and four jet skis. Yeah. So the boats, the, the jet skis is going crazy um, simply because I'm, until this day, I'm still the only one. Like if you go to Google right now and type in jet ski rental DC, I'm number one. Yeah. Right. So that was going crazy. So I expanded on the jet skis more so than the, the boats. I didn't expand the jet, I mean the boats until two years ago. 
So I waited to year three to get more boats, but I had already gotten more jet skis because with the jet skis, I'm making 7,200 plus a day with the jet skis. Just real quick, can I, can, I, can I give them a quick gym right quick? Right, so we're gonna break it down, right? For those of you who are interested in these jet skis, right? You go out, you take that $35,000 credit card, you hit up Cedu, you're like, yo, I want the Cedu Sparks. I want six of them joints. That's gonna call you, cost you $33,000. For six? six? Yeah, for six. It's 5600 each pop, right? So I'm, I'm, we're gonna go spend this 33600 once we get over there, we then gonna turn around, we're gonna make our money right back. We're gonna rent these things out for 150 an hour. 150 times six is 225. I mean, 150 times six is 900. Mm. 900 times eight, 7,200. Right. Well, damn. I'm gonna rent it back one more time. Well, damn. You take those six jet skis, rent them out, for 150 an hour, you got six of them, you're making $900 an hour. If you do that for eight hours, $7,200 in a day, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I got another play. Can I give one more play? <laughs> we got time. Look, then you could take yourself a boat for my introverts. If you don't like being around people and you ain't trying to do three or four hours out on the water with the individual, you could simply go on the Facebook market. You could simply go onto Craigslist, Google and type in boats for rent. I mean, boats for sale near me. Or you can go to Boat US and find yourself a boat for five to $10,000. You're going to take that boat. You're going to put that on the water. Then you're going to go around a corner. You're going to go to westmarine.com. You're going to search tube. You're going to find a three-man tube. You're going to do 15-minute rides, $75 per person. $75 per person times three is $225 every 15 minutes. There's, 50, there's four 15-minute increments in one hour. So again, we're back at making that $900 every hour, doing that for eight hours a day, back to $7,200. Who paying, who, why would they pay for 15 minutes? Why not? You're the only one in your city with it. They're looking for things to do. You create the activity. No, no, I'm confused. <clears throat> you have a tube. This is like the tube boat, like the, the tube. Air. Yep. To get on it for 15 Three. minutes. Yeah. Because, right? I so look, you say that, but when a person get on a tube, you're bouncing up and down. You, you, it's not a smooth ride. You ready to get off in 15 minutes. It's just like, have you ever seen the sea breacher, the sharks? In, in, in yeah, Miami, yeah, yeah. right? So I got a mentor, he's the only one in South Florida with it, right? Same thing with him. I said, bro, stop doing our rides. They, don't, they ready to get off in the first 15, 30 minutes. Right. I understood it. I knew that. All right, bet. 15 minutes. But a tube, like, you're, you're, on a, you're not in the ocean. Are you in the ocean or a lake? No, nah, we're on a, we on a, um, on a lake. On I'm about lake. to show you. So, but the, 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 it's not rough. It's not rough ride. Yes, it is. When you pull in that drink, them waves are hitting. You're jumping up. Watch this. On I'm about to lake. show you. Yeah. I don't, I don't see myself paying $15 for it. You going to get one of them joints right there? Right. Oh, somebody pulling you. Correct. Uh, makes sense now. Oh, you thought, you're thinking like the Lazy River tube. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what we doing. Oh, that's a kayak, bro. What the fuck we nah. doing on this tube? <laughs> nah, that's a kayak, bro. Nah, we talking about when, when you want to drink and you, you either sitting or you standing up and they pulling it with you. the boat. Makes, you, makes all the sense now. I, you I, you I ready to get off in 15, right, 15 minutes? minutes? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> okay, now, so, I mean, what I'm getting at is basically, you basically took the drug game, you know, the principles of the drug game and applied it to boats same concept different product same concept different product. that's actually how i do my numbers too yeah i was thinking back then with that with that with that with that thousand dollars for the two albums like that's an ounce right there yeah let me get this quick this quick free ounce and, and in my head again it was like 
I want to, I really, like, I, I, I felt in love, I, f- I fell in love with it when I realized I can go to sleep every night and not have to worry about if the police going to kick my shit in mm. or worrying about somebody trying to rob me. Uh-huh. So I just went all in. Mm. It was like, this, this is it. Again, it's just being obedient. It sounds crazy. Somebody who's who coming from selling drugs to, you know what I'm saying, talking about God, but it's really just that. You just... That faith is what really took me to the next level when it came down to this business thing. Because, like I said, everything that I have or done, it's always been wrapped around being obedient, being a boss. How many boats do you have now? Ten in, ten in D.C. I got one in Mexico. I ain't even giving you that play. I got one all the way in a whole other country. We're about to open up another location in Turk and Caicos in a couple of days. Okay. <laughs> then we got seven locations around uh, the U.S. So I franchise my other locations. So I don't own any of the other boats. I disfranchise. I just oversee it. Hmm. Okay. Now I, I got hella questions. Just trying to figure out which direction I want to go. All right. <clears throat> They're not ready for that yet. So the fuck it. Fuck it. I can re- relate to the story, right? Because, um, you know, I went to prison for fraud. And uh, basically, I had to make a decision one day. You know, like, I got, I started this podcast. It's going good for me. But, like, I got one foot in, one foot out. And God is letting me know, like, this is something special you got right here. Yeah. You can't be dibbling and dabbling, bro. You got to make a decision. And once I finally made that decision and really locked in on this, life changing, right? It's like you said, like, I don't have to worry about the feds. Let, let me tell you something, bro, right? I've been watching you for a minute. Mm. I remember that video when you dropped and you said you got your, your ankle brace so you was on house arrest. Yeah. To you, you probably was like, man, this fucked up. I got to be in the house. Mm. But that was God setting you down mm. so that you can focus mm-hmm. on what you got going. My mentor told me last night, he said, I got three and a half million dollars tied up right now with Chase Bank, right? He said, he got you on hold right now simply because you're in the way of other blessings. Mm. He had to sit you down so that you can focus on the real assignment. Mm. Mm. No, I truly believe that. So, so shout out to you, bro, because not, not too many people realize and understand it, and they looking like, damn, why am I being punished? But really, you just been in the way of your own blessing. You never probably even thought, let me do a podcast right. many years ago. I know when I, when I first got the news that I was going to be on House Arrest, I was like, God damn. Mm-hmm. I missed the whole summer. I'm doing the math, like, I bet I can, get the, I can at least get the end of the summer, right? So I think I got the news in February, end of February. And I was like, all right, bet I'm gonna get March, April, May, June. All right, but I still got July and August. All right, bet I'm cool. I can be outside. Miami, food. man, they waited two months. This lady waited two months to put me on house arrest. I remember. Yeah. And so I'm like, damn, now I'm about to miss the whole summer. Not even thinking like, okay, this is really a blessing. When I really thought that about, thought that about it, I wanted to text her like, you know what? Thank you. You know what? This is actually gonna be a really. All I gotta do is sit in the crib. Yeah. And focus on the crap. And I tell you, bro, when I sat in this crib for four months, man, this podcast went crazy. Went crazy. And I, at first I thought it was a curse. 
But it was a blessing. Nah, fact. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's how life hits you sometimes. You have to really see the good and, and, and the negative. Yeah. That's just how it is sometimes, right? You, yeah. it, with you, like, you selling drugs, and this guy come out of nowhere with this this truck. You know what? I'm going to change my life, bro. Like, yeah. It feels so good, like, waking up, not knowing, like, the, the feds are not going to beat down my door, bro. Or, like, nobody's really trying to come rob me, you know, because I'm out, you know what I'm saying, doing fraud shit, and not, they, they think I'm this big money man. It's, it's way different, bro. Not facts. Way different. Facts. Like, what is life for you now? Like, how do you, how do you feel now? I'm, I'm blessed, bro. Like, like you just came to another point. Like, people ask me, like, like how, how did you get to where you at, right? And it was, again, one, being obedient, but two, taking the bad and not looking at it as the bad, but as a lesson. Mm-hmm. Watching my mother grow up on drugs my entire life, it helped me to understand, all right, if you do drugs, this is going to be the outcome. Mm-hmm. Watching my mother car get towed away. All right, if you don't pay your bills, repo man coming to get it. Mm-hmm. You don't pay the light bill, we burning candles, right? So that's where it really helped me to, to, to be shaped as the man that I am today. Mm-hmm. Credit, nobody ever taught me that. Mm-hmm. But I knew, again, watching my mother's bad habits, that if you don't do it like this, this is going to be the outcome. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So now I just I live my life free. I live on my own means. Right. When I broke free from the military, I vowed to myself back in 2014, I would never work for anyone else. And I meant that no matter how, how much my back is against the wall, I'm going to find a way. And it don't have to be the illegal way. I'm going to find a legal way because I, I, I got a gift of the gab. I can talk. I know how to network and introduce myself to people. Although yeah. I'm an introvert and I don't like talking to people, yeah. I know how to turn that on. Same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bro, you said you, you, you took the brick money. You was, yeah. <laughs> instead of going buying a brick, I went to go. I went and wore my truck. What what all drugs you were selling? Everything. I was I was the and you would have never known though, because I never touched anything. But I was the guy yeah. back then. I PCP, Coke, weed, anything that you named. The only thing I didn't have was dope. That dope. was the only thing. It was dope. Dope. Crack? Yeah, no, dope. Brown. Brown? Hair, yeah. Oh the oh, okay, that yeah. boy. That's it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need to know specifics. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> if you're from different parts that's of the world, the only dope thing is the... I ain't fuck with was the heroin. That's that's that's. that's why that why it. not heroin? Cause I ain't had that clientele. Yo, they give a lot of time. Nah, they yeah that too. <laughs> they 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 yeah. they handing out them them football tickets. Yeah, I was good off of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, uh-huh. but my plug was 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 on the coat. Everything else just came. Like honestly, like we gonna keep it all the way a hundred. When I was in the military, I was doing my thing. Because when I was getting out, it was like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Yeah. So I had, a, I had an officer who reintroduced it to me. I seen it growing up, but I never really was interested in it. So I had this officer who, re, who, who he, he, he came to me like, bro, he like, I got a half a kid of Coke. You think you can get rid of it? And I'm like, shit, nigga, you know where I'm from. Of course I can. All I got to do is make a call. And you wasn't a drug dealer at this point? Nah, I was in the military, but I was getting out. But I didn't know what the hell I was going to do, mm. right? So when I made that phone call, I took it back up top. I made a quick 800 just to take it up there. I'm like, shit, this where we at. Oh, yeah, this, this game. And then I got the plug over in Cali with, with the tree from another officer. So oh, y'all, y'all dirty cops out here, bro. <laughs> nah, bro, I was listen, I was dirty, dirty, bro. I, wire. I, I said it earlier, bro. I never said this. I never told this story, but I was a pimp when I was in the military, too. Man, who you pimping? The chicks. What, what country so, was you in? You know, I was in Fairville, North Carolina. You remember Backpage. So, oh. Lord, I was talking to a little shorty from, uh, from Pittsburgh, 
And she the one who put me on to it. She put me on to the back. Look like a pimp right now. <laughs> Cut it out, man. So she put me on to it. She she told me that she been fucking around. So I was like, bro, I like I can't fuck with you no more. Like you telling me you out here doing you like I'm good off of you. I said, but we can become business partners, right? Yeah. So we she ended up, you know, what I'm saying putting the girls together, and I was pimping them. But what I was doing, <laughs> this is so fucked up. What I was doing was when the so because it was all military. When the soldiers would come in a room, you know, you putting the bread on the on the dresser or whatever before you do anything. As soon yeah. as they come in the room, I'll either bust in the door or I'll pop out of the bathroom like, get your ass out of here. Don't ever let me catch you around here again, right? Like so the I, police? Yeah, yeah. Oh my because God. I was a military police at the time. Oh my so God. I'm popping out like, don't, don't, don't ever let me catch you around here again. So, but that was, that was bad for business, though, because that shit started <laughs> to get around. Like, bro, don't fuck around on Backpage no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had a daughter. That's the only reason why I got out of it, bro. Mm. That's the only reason why I got out because of my daughter. I was like, man, I'll be damned if a nigga do yeah, shit yeah, to yeah. my daughter. Yo, they giving out time for that, too. All Not right. facts. Man, I done seen some guys catch a 30, a facts. 20. Damn. Hey, they giving out real time for pimping, bro. So be careful. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, like you was like a dirty cop, bro. They get like I was, nigga. I was just all I knew was hustle, uh-huh. right? The the whole military thing fell on my lap for real, right? Uh-huh. Like I said, my mother, she drew, she she abused drugs even to this day, bro. And that should be crushing me, man, because I be wanting to give her a whole nother life, man. But um. She, she was sprung out on a PCP. Mm. And so my, um, my aunt was trying to help her. So we ended up going down to uh, Fort, Fort Bragg, mm. Kentucky. And at that time, I wanted to be a police officer. And when we got down there, my aunt's husband was in the Army. And I'm just looking at him like every day, like, damn, that's a clean-ass uniform. Uh-huh. Like, I'm trying to do that. And so he told me, well, you can do both. You can be in the military and you can be a police officer. I'm like, all right, bet. So I'm watching him. I'm watching my aunts and my uncle. I'm like, this is it. I'm about to, I'm about to run a play. I'm about to go ahead and do this, right? And me trying to get out of my mother's crib so early, I, I said, forget my, my full ride to college. Mm. I went ahead and, 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 and went into the military. Yeah. Man, you go to the military yeah. to be the police. But that shit, you know, I, I be telling people, and this is why I was telling you now, like, I kind of want to rebrand because... When you don't have anyone to look up to and you don't have that guidance, you fall back to what you think is going to set you free. Yeah. And so for me, it was like, let me go into the military so I can travel and get all the school and all this other shit. But deep down inside, I be want to help prevent some people from going into the military because if you go in there with that street shit, you don't fucked up the rest of your life because you going in here with that street mentality. When you get in there, you're going to get an Article 15. They kick your ass out and you get a dishonorable discharge. Guess what? You can't come and find a job nowhere. Right. Right. You're going to have to become an entrepreneur. Right. So I just I, I got to rebrand a little bit, knowing, having the experience and just letting them know, like, this is not the only route that you can take. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what it was for me. It was like when I first got in. I was I was still on my street shit. You couldn't. It, it took for my for my 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 sergeant to come to me and say, "Hey, Crossing, I know, I know that you're smart. I know you know what you're talking about, but she outrank you. You need to be tactful. You know what that means." I'm like, "Nah. What the hell is that?" He was like, "That's getting your point across, but <coughs> doing it respectfully." Mm-hmm. So I'm like, "All right, back." So I've always lived by that to this day. Like you don't always have to curse the motherfucker out. You can get your point across. Just do it tactfully, right? But I finally woke up. I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to do it, I got to do it right. And once I, I changed that, that mindset and got out of the street mentality, 
I was able to, to, to sprout in the military. But then that shit, it hit me in the face because I, I got over to the... I went there, yeah, I, went, I, got, I got over to the MP side, number white boys. Mm. I was a young black uh, sergeant. Mm. They couldn't stand my ass mm. because I'm not an asshole, right? And, I, 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 and it's, it, hit, it smacked me in the face sometimes. I got a kind heart. I want to I wanna help everybody. And um, just to see how some of them soldiers, I mean, NCOs used to belittle the soldiers, talk bad about them. And, you know, my thing was, this is why we got a lot of soldiers that's committing suicide, because y'all motherfuckers talk to them bad right in front of everybody in the platoon. Mm. Nobody going to have respect for them. I almost went to the military. I almost went to, first I was trying to go to the Navy, but I had a juvenile record. So um, they told me I didn't qualify. And then uh, the Army Reserve came out of nowhere and was like, yeah, you, you, could, you could come in, in, in the military. Yeah, come on. And the day before I signed, um, the Navy guy called me and was like, hey, what happened? I was like, oh, I'm just going to sign with the, um, the reserve. He was like, you, he was like, man, listen, they're going to they gonna fuck you over. He was like, man, you can't. I, I already showed you you can't come in. He said, once you sign and you get in and they, and they figure out your past, I'm going to get a dishonorable discharge. Yeah. And then I'm going to be fucked. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I was like, damn. So it was just like, all right, bet. Yeah, he saved you. Yeah, saved me for real. And I, I only went in the hopes of, cause I ain't have shit to like. I didn't, I didn't know what to do at the high school. I was like, man, I need something to do. I'm gonna go to. They gonna pay for college. The pay sounded good, which it really wasn't nothing. I seen other guys riding around in like charges and like, oh, that's cool. You know what I mean, like, it's about to save my life. But really, Bro, I was telling him early. That's exactly like, that's what most people in the military think, right? Yeah. Let me let me go and travel the world, but. Truth be told, you only move in duty stations two to three years, and that's at the needs of the Army. So you may put down on your wish list these three different locations, but if it's not where they need you at, you're not going there. Right. Two, college is free, yes. However, you have to have permission from that commander in order to do that. Like, yeah. they fucked me over, right? The reason, only reason why I got, at, got out, right, I started my first business, legal business um, as a, a shuttle service that I still have to this day down in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And um, we had a lot of the, the MPs getting DUIs, right? So I told my first sergeant, I'm like, listen, we're going to go ahead and do this, do this for free. But every Friday and Saturday, I'm going to go ahead and bring the soldiers back on, on, um, on post for, for free. He's like, all right, cool. So I'm excited about this shit. I go to sleep. I couldn't even sleep for real. I slept for a couple hours that night because I was so excited. that I was about to be able to, to help everybody in the brigade. Mm. Long story short, the next day, I go in. Uh, I probably got there. We, we normally do PT at 6.30 in the morning. I got there probably like 5.45. I'm like, first time I hit a, hit a business card, he's like, hold on to that song, was you, bro. Was you a slim guy back then? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Nigga, what you calling me, fat now? No, no, I'm saying. <laughs> this shit ain't easy, bro. Like, this PT, like, <laughs> nah, that, that's that a training? Fact. No, that's a fact. I was a buck 75 in the army. I'm trying to get back to that joint yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, so I'm going there to give him my, um, my business cards. He's like, hold on to that. Go look at policy number 11. I'm like, for what? Like, he like, go look at policy number 11. I go around the corner, I look at policy number 11. It was unauthorized use of a secondary job. So I'm like, all right, I read it. What's up? He like, commander want to see you at 1300. So I'm like, all right, like, what's up, though? He yeah. like, I see you at 1 o'clock. Go back. The commander reading me. Article 15 is just like when you get a mandatory ticket from the, from the police and you got to go see the judge, right? Yeah. So the commander is the judge. I get in there. He started reading me. I'm like, I'm getting, I'm really getting in trouble for trying to help out. And it was simply, I didn't get permission from him. Uh -huh. And that shit woke me up, bro. I'm like, 
there's no way I'm about to do 20 years where I got to go ask another guy if yeah. I can do something that's not interfering with my military career. Yeah. Never been late. Always that guy to raise his hand if they need anybody to stay at that for extra going over to another company, work the road, I'm half sleep. I was like, bro, this ain't it, man. Mm. This, this, this little $2,500 that I'm getting every month is not worth it. Mm. Me going to Afghanistan and, and almost losing my life wasn't worth yeah, it. Hell no. You know what I mean? So that shit woke me up and it was really, that's what really made me put my foot down. Like, you got to go all in on your business. Mm. This military shit is not what it's what all cracked up to be. Business as in drugs? Yeah. That's all I do. I'm about to go hard with selling this dope, nigga. That's all I do. Right? But that shit, it changed my life because if, if, if I didn't wake up, my ass would still be in the military to the day. Yeah. I would sure. still be in to the day probably making $4,000 a month. I did the math the other day. I'm making more than what a, a four-star colonel, I mean a four-star general, which is at the top of the, top of the list, who has 25 plus years in. Annually, mm. I'm making in a month with just one of my businesses. The boats? Nah. How much are you making with the boats? We, we killing. So one of my yacht in Mexico does no less than 200K a month. But my, my, my breadwinner is my government contracts. That's, that's where, where I'm really eating at. Hold on, nigga. <clears throat> one boat yeah. in, in Mexico? Yep. Two hundred thousand. We 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 doing twenty four twenty two, yeah twenty four hundred for three three hours. And y'all doing that three, three times a day. Three times a day. Monday through Sunday. Monday through Sunday. Every day is three days. Every day. I mean every day is three times a day. Every day. Always booked out. Yes. I'm gonna show you when we done, bro. No cap. How, how big is why, it? Why why you think I'm going over to Turk and Caicos and DI in Puerto Rico? If I could, I would shut everything down in the U.S. and go go overseas. How big is this boat? Fifty one footer. So it's 20 people. And see, again, we're going back to the numbers, right? In my head, everybody that's coming together, that's 20 plus people. Everybody can put up $100. Quick, easy. They're not, they not going to question you about that. Mm. It's time we get in the boat. But look, we, 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 you, you can also make this type of bread in the industry without owning any boats, right? When do most you, people here. Do you bro, own that boat? Yeah, yeah, I own it. I, I made my bread back the first three months. I paid $375 for that. First three months, I made my bread back. But most people don't realize and understand, right? When you hear boat or yacht, you think in Miami, you think in this big, this big boat, right? Mm -hmm. You're not thinking I can make money just by brokering, right? You know how many people call me like, yo, I'm trying to rent a boat because they think I live in Miami? I'm doing like ten dollars to $20,000 a month in just middleman and deals. You don't own no boats in Miami? No, not one. You're just... The I just broker. I'm just playing middleman, right? So I actually just created a course showing you how to do that, right? If, if you go to, if you go to uh, Google and you type in, um, I don't know, exotic car rental or mansion rental in Miami, nine times out of 10, you're gonna land on a website that offers everything. You're gonna, they, you're gonna see yacht, mansion, and exotic car. They're brokers. Jet ski. Yeah, jet ski too. Mm -hmm. They're brokers, so yeah. you can do the same thing. If they charge, so my rule is every, every 250 make 100, right? So with my mentee that I was just telling you about, with his sea breacher, he's every charging fifty. Make a hundred. Okay, every two hundred fifty thousand. No, every two hundred and fifty dollars, make a hundred as a broker. That's right. my rule of thumb. Mm -hmm. So with him, he's charging uh, um, one fifty every fifteen minutes for his sea breacher. On my website, I'm charging two fifty. Mm -hmm. So I'm making my hundred dollars. If I do that every every hour, that's four hundred dollars that I'm making every every hour mm -hmm. off of something that I don't even own, something I I've never even seen or been in. 
Okay. Why not own your own company just like you do on your own boat, just like in Mexico versus Miami? Miami, you don't want to go in Miami because two reasons. You in Miami, there's already five or six hundred boats down there. True. And secondly, you can't go down there with no no pontoon that you can go spend ten to thirty thousand dollars on. You have to go down there with a the big boy. Got Ain't nobody getting on no pontoon in no Miami. Very true. You gotta go spend three hundred plus to so get a yacht. There's not that many boats in Mexico? Nah. Why not? Why not get two or three or four? We we about to we about to we okay. about to scale it, baby. Okay. <clears throat> but I want my my goal honestly this year is to tap into other countries. So I'm working on Turk. Well, that's done. I'm not gonna say I'm working on. That's done. We we I'm over there in two days. Uh-huh. That's done. My my I want Sassua, Dominican Republic, and then I want Puerto Rico, so I can take advantage of the taxes. So that's that's what we're working on right now. Turks is done. Going to uh, DR next, mm-hmm. and then Puerto Rico. And you're buying these boats. Yeah, those I'm buying, but the other, like I said, like I said, the other places I franchise. So my mentees, they come through my program. They um, they buy the boats, mm-hmm. or I have one who I know that I would like to be a business partner with. Yeah, I go ahead and, and let them franchise, and then they get their yacht club uh, by my mentees. So for example, you came through my program, you paid the 20k. Uh, Program. I helped you form the business, put it all the way together. Then you're going to take another five of my mentees and put them onto your yacht club. So you really don't even have to buy a boat or jet ski if you didn't want to because we're doing a 60-40 split. Mm-hmm. Well, you're doing a 60-40 split with them. I just make 10% mm-hmm. off of each uh, transaction, right? Mm-hmm. So you, 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 you're doing a 50-40 <coughs> split if you, if you really do the numbers at the end. But again, you're not buying any equipment. You're utilizing their equipment to form that fleet. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have to be? Uh, do you have to actually physically go there? Or could it be remote? Can you do everything? Can I do everything from here in Atlanta? Yeah, I, I, again, I haven't been in my, uh, to to uh, Mexico since March. You went out there one time for what? Just to, I was on vacation. It wasn't even no intention on me buying a yacht. Mm. I was just on vacation, and me, I like to when I go to different spots, I like to rent these these yachts or or these boat um, jet skis just so I can critique this business and take any good and put it, implement it into my business. That's how right. I learned about putting a business inside of a business. So did you go down there and see like a need for it? Oh, it's, it's, it's open. Nah, I w- the plan was actually for me to send that back to DC because I, my, my biggest in DC was a 30 footer. So I was going to buy it and send it back 375 for that type of ball. I'm like, shit, that's a steal. But as I sit and I'm talking to dude, they making three, $400 a month as employees. I'm like, yo, you run this for me. I pay, I pay you $50 an hour. And that shit is up. You got you to gotta imagine, you got to think, over there, it's all year round, mm-hmm. right? When we travel from the U.S. or Canada, we get people from all over. Mm-hmm. They want to go where the, the pretty blue water is at. They're going out on their boat. Um, and what was the question I had? Um, the boat. There was something about the boat. The marketing. What, how are you doing the marketing for it? Just like I said, we're doing yard signs. We're doing billboards. In Mexico? Oh, over there. Yeah. It's all hotel. All, all we, we, just broke, we just linked up with brokers and um, TripAdvisor. Um, uh, it's, a, it's another drink called uh, um, Exodus. Uh-huh. Uh, that's like a big company. So every, all the resorts, you, they got hundreds of resorts that's in Cancun and Tulum. We're getting people coming from, from Tulum all the way over into Cancun. 
So we hit and we, we, we just built a relationship with every single one of the, which is what I'm about to do in, in Turks in a couple of days. We just go over there, build these relationships with the, the hotels and let them know that we're here and what we had to offer and cut them in on the deal a little bit. When people hear the prices of these boats, you know, like, that's like getting a Rolls Royce truck. Yeah. You know, like, it, it seems so intimidating. Like, nah, I'm going to just sit this one out, bro. I can't afford this shit. You know what I mean? Like, what do you say to these people? You don't have to go spend that type of money. Mm. You literally, I wish I had my dream right here. So I do, I break this down every week on my, on my webinar. I break it down. I got a mentee on the right-hand side who, who's making, who, who went out and learned how to, how to get 50000 in, in in funding. Over here, I'm showing you a $12,000 bow rider boat, right? We taking them boats. On the right side, just follow me as I'm going down, as you can write this down as I'm doing it. On the right side, we're, we're charging $700 per, per cruise, which is, which is four hours. We're, ch- we're charging 700 with the yacht. On the left-hand side, we're charging 500 because it's a bow rider pontoon. Of course, the yacht going to make more money. Mm-hmm. We do that twice a day. We're making 1400 with that with that yacht. We're making 1000 with the pontoon. Then we do this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday because he like shot. Well, I, I don't went to school. I'm in debt. I can't just throw away my RN license. Like, cool. Just do the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Now we we down to making 4,200 for three days. We over to making 3,000 for the three days, right? Mm-hmm. Then we gonna do this shit for a month. Every every single week we gonna do it. I mean, every for yeah for a month every week we are gonna do it. Now we making 16,800 over here. We making what we making over here. All right, bet. Now it's still looking like this, mm-hmm. this $50,000 yacht is making more money over here than it is with this pontoon. Mm-hmm. Now let's do this for, for, for five months because mm-hmm. on the East Coast, you got five to six months in the boat and jet ski rental industry, April, uh, March, April through September, October. Mm-hmm. So we do that on the, with the yacht. That's $84,000 that we make in the five months. On the left-hand side with that pontoon, we only making $60,000. It still looked like that yacht winning, right? Yeah. Not at all. When you take that initial fifty thousand away from that, with that yacht, you've only made thirty-four thousand dollars. You take that initial from that from that sixty, you made forty-eight thousand. Mm-hmm. So that's why you don't have to go out and spend fifty, a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand. You can literally go out and spend five thousand dollars and get into the industry, running mm-hmm. the tube play that I that I broke down. Mm-hmm. Right? Not only that, people didn't even realize with that fifty thousand, they could have gone and bought three to four of them bow rider pontoons and ran it up a quarter million in less than five months. And let's not forget the jet skis that we can get for thirty three thousand, what, seven hundred? Thirty three six. Thirty three six, my bad, hundred dollars. Let's not forget about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, okay, but you say Miami is you know, a bit oversaturated. Yeah, we ain't so, even touch Miami. Just go to Google right now. <clears throat> go to Google right now and type in Jet Ski Rental DC. So when people say, well, where should I set up at? You want to go into cities or states where you're not having any type of competition or little to no competition. What'd you see? We see you. Exactly. <laughs> right? So it's You're the first one. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Rich and Unemployed Clothing. Listen, have you guys checked out the website? Have you guys copped some merch? You can do so while watching this episode right now. So if you haven't done so, go ahead. It's right there at the bottom. Go ahead, click. Go to the website. Go ahead and copy some merch. Man, we got these new hoodies in. We got headscarves in. We got hats. We got caps. We got the black and gold Rich and Unemployed cap. So make sure you guys tap in. Grab some merch while watching this episode. Because listen, giving it to you. Giving it to you good. Wait, pause. All right, back to the episode. Right, so it's a monopoly. That's what you want. You want to go into a city or, or a state that you want. Then you go to Miami, you probably going to be on a fourth or fifth page mm-hmm. as a new business. I don't want that. I want to go take over every market, 
right? And here's the, here's the goal, here's the gym right here, right? I was able to scale the business and guarantee, because people are like, well, how are you gonna guarantee I make $7,200 a, a, a day, right? You gotta close your doors for six days out of the week. People are like, well, why the hell would I do that? I'm losing money, not at all. How many restaurants you know here in Atlanta where they only open on certain, do certain days? Toast, toast, open yep. up. So I tried to go to the grill last night. They said, nah, we only open on the weekends. It's right. simply because they want to force a sellout. Yeah. They tired of cooking the food and having to throw it away at the end of the night, right? right? right. So it's the same thing with the jet skis. When I realized that I was the only one in the city, it was like, all right, well, they gotta, if they really want to come and get on the jet skis, they're going to have to play by my rules. Right. So I shut the doors for six days because like, I'm making it 7,200 sporadically over these seven days. Let me go ahead and close the door so on Saturday you're forced to come and see me. So I'm forcing a sellout. Once I started selling out on Saturday, it was like, all right, bet, Sunday. Uh -huh. All right, we don't sell that out, now let's back it up to Friday, Thursday, Wednesday, and so forth. So now, we got 10 skis going out every single hour, right? But I like to put a business inside of a business, and what I mean by that is... What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Simply, I'm charging you an additional $25 for your parking, right? That's where I first started off mm. because I don't believe in taking that 7200 and then have to pay my overhead out of that bread. I want to yeah. make that extra bread to where I'm utilizing that. Mm -hmm. So what you're doing is you're taking that $25, you're paying, you're charging for each person to get on that jet ski. And you're doing that, that's, that's $225 an, an hour. You do that eight hours. We're back at that at that at at nine hundred, right? Mm -hmm. I'm taking that nine hundred. Mm -hmm. I'm utilizing that bread to pay for my employees. If I want to go buy lunch for them, mm -hmm. my fuel, my insurance. I'm not even touching that. That's seventy two hundred. Mm -hmm. Also, I'm selling the chips. We 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 going to the BJ's or Costco's. We getting a forty two uh, count box of chips. We selling them for five dollars. We not doing no dollar. Because we taking that fifteen dollar box and we making two fifteen, we taking that two hundred, we putting that in the bank. You selling chips for fifteen dollars? Absolutely. What, how, no, what, five dollars. Okay. What size chips? The little small chiquita joints. Five dollars. Yes. Right. So you say that, right? Just like that, niggas are hungry when they get <laughs> off that boat, right? Same thing with the water, mm -hmm. right? Same thing with the water. Five dollars, and we ain't talking about the Fiji or the Essential. We talking about the store brand joint. Five dollars, and that's only when it's ninety degrees and below. I mean, yeah, ninety degrees. You gotta buy it. I'm high. <laughs> bro, bro. <laughs> Bring that here, bro. <laughs> when that, when that thing hit ninety-one degrees and above, yeah. ten dollars. Mm -hmm. Some of y'all losing money in your business because you're afraid to charge what you're worth. Double your price. Mm -hmm. When I understood that, I was like, "This is gonna take me to the next level." And mind you, that twenty-five dollars that they're paying. Well, I had to switch minds from parking to mandatory testing because. I realized people were coming in as couples or as friends, and they all in one car. They're like, yo, can you run me my 25 back? I got tired of that. So I took what I was already, already utilizing, and, 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 which was the test, right? Mm -hmm. So that test, you paying $25, I don't have to pay for that paper. The state is sending it to me for free. Um, the boat, the boat how, license how, test. Correct. Mm -hmm. How else can you do this with insurance? So you tell them, yo, you're going to eat it. They do, the car rental do it all the time. Yo, you could pay $35 for this insurance, nothing happens. If anything happened with the jet ski or the boat, you, you, you don't have to do it and you're free and clear, right? Or you could pay me $1,000 security deposit. What are they going to do? They're going to pay that $35. Sure. You're scaling and you're taking that little uh -huh. twelve dollars to $1,500 you are making right there, and that's what you're using for your overhead. So your $7,200 going straight into the bank. You're not even touching it. 
drug dealer turned boat dealer. Yeah, yeah man. Um, Same concept. This is a different product, baby. Um, <laughs> do you have like a stationary spot? Like, okay, the location that you tell these people. Marinas. All right. All right. And this is the reason why you want to get in the industry right now, simply because right now you're able to find space at the marina. The marina is where we park the boats at on the water. All right. This is only if you're going to do this for seven days out of the week, like I do. Right. If you're only going to run a play like I showed you doing it on the weekends, then you can keep it at the crib or you can go to self storages. They only charge like one hundred dollars a month or self storage for boats. Nah, the Lord, the storage uh, units. So you got to take it off the water. Yeah. If you don't want to keep it on the water. But for people who's running the play only on the weekend, say yourself that that bread. I pay twenty five hundred dollars every slip. So I'm paying twenty five thousand dollars a month just to park them on the water. Okay, that's not bad. So, but how much are you saving if you only got it three days out the week? You, it's no need to do it. You don't, if you ain't gonna keep it on there, it's no need right, to pay. Right. Okay, so you, you just take you. it off and, and save that bread, take it to the house. Got you. I got you. Okay. Mm. Finesse, okay. like yo, we about to go get some boats. <laughs> Fuck this podcast, baby. <laughs> no, I'm gonna take the podcast money and go put it in the yeah, uh, man. Yeah. So. Okay, like, okay, when they pull up, okay, how are you selling, like, what is this, this, the station? How are you selling the chips off the back of the truck? The chips? Yeah, how are you selling these? these? Out of the car, the wheelbarrow, the vending machine. That's my, my, my mobile vending machine. The little red drink that we used to get poured around in when we was kids. Yeah, you set that up for the day. Yes, the, the little red wagon with the little four wheels. And <laughs> you set the train up right there. Why am I going to go spend $2,500 or $3,000 on a vending machine? Right. That can possibly break down. Right. No, nah, I'm going to sell it right under my wheelbarrow. I know they're going to be sold for the day. <laughs> and employees better take inventory at the start of the day. Right. <laughs> Straight up. That's dope, man. I mean, this is like genius, man. This is really genius. Bro, um, I promise you, it's just really just taking the, the, the hustle and the drug game and just Switching around. I ain't selling the, I ain't, well, I ain't never sold no dime bag. I always sold the, mm -hmm. the quarters and up. But that's just really just taking a little half an ounce, selling my waters, or a little half ounce, selling the chips, a little half an ounce, going out on the water for a couple of hours. That's mm -hmm. it. Same concept, different product. Same concept. Can, can you do this in New York? Absolutely. Hey, New York is wide open. I actually just signed a mentee uh, who was in New York. He down in Miami now, right? Because he thought, all right, well, let me leave from from New York and go to Miami because it's still summer down there. Mm. And he said, Shy, he said, I wish I would have caught you uh, a few months before I did. And I was like, why? He was like, bro, he said, I lost about $8,000. I was like, how? He was like, one, I didn't have the proper insurance. And then two, I was getting so many bookings that I just let the people go out by themselves. And one of the guys sunk one of the jet skis. Yeah. I got mentees in New York too with the boats. So anywhere. Anywhere there's water, bro. Anywhere you, there's water. There's no question. What's the best market? Shit, D.C. for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but really, like, Chicago's wide open. Charlotte's wide open. Houston is wide open. Savannah. Like, Savannah's wide open. Like, Atlanta's wide open. Like, we, Atlanta? Yes. We ain't got water? Why don't you? Lake Lanier? I know y'all got the city under there, but niggas is making bread. I got a couple of mentees out here. Oh. Yeah. Alatuni. Man, I'm yeah. thinking of the ocean, man. We no, about bro. We talking lakes, bro. <laughs> Oh, we talking like the thing is right. Most people don't even think about doing boat or jet ski rental, but when you riding around with with your car wrapped or you riding around with a with a replica of a jet ski on the back, you putting it into the people's head. 
for me, it was easy because they just did a, a whole new development on the wa- near the water uh, for me. And so when people will see jet skis out on the water, yeah. what are they going to do? They're going to hop on Google and type in jet ski rental. So they thinking those jet skis that belong to people are rentals. So when they hop on Google, my company pulling up. Mm-hmm. You know what I just thought of for, for Lake Lanier? You know, the new little Corvette cars that that's hopping out like in Dubai and Miami? Yeah. That's something I could bring to Lake Lanier. Why not? And they got some I got a plug on that too. So let's run it. How much is it? 200? 200 to what? Okay. Oh, fuck no. It, nah, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> but see, you like, fuck no, but you can run that bag up. Again, you're the only one in the city with it. Niggas don't. They, who, some of them can't even go to Dubai. But 200K for a jet ski with a car over it? It's all good. Baby, we're going to make that money right back, bro. I'm telling you. Niggas can't travel to Dubai. They will come out and spend the bread just to, just to flex on the ground with it. Trust me. Listen, man. They'll be willing to pay a quick 200, 250 just to go out for a couple of minutes, just to say I did it. 200. Just to look like they've been to Dubai. <laughs> 200,000? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. All right. Then you, then you got the, you got the little the, the jet pack, mm-hmm. right? The, I mean, the, uh, the drink with the feet, the ski board. You, you ever seen one of them drinks? So, so you connect it to the um to the to the to the jet ski, and you you basically the water is shooting out as jets, and you on you floating. Oh, that's hooked up to a jet ski. Yeah, that's how I guess it's it's uh propulsion. Oh, I never seen a jet. Ski. Yeah, it's you like, you hit you hitting the, the the how much that cost, bro? The jet skis, well, jet the the jet ski that you need, you talking like fifteen k for that? Them boards are like ten, so like twenty five. Oh yeah, we finna. Bro, we we making our bread but back. People don't swim in Lake Lanier. It's all good. They will when they see that. That's the same thing people say about the Potomac in DC. Oh, it's dirty. It's dead bodies in it. Da da da. They go swimming, bro. <laughs> they go swim. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Especially if a motherfucker had a little bit, a couple little drinks. They go swimming, bro. They hot. <laughs> it's a play, bro. Don't sleep on Lake Lanier or Alatoni. <laughs> they getting money out here. Alatoni is, is a little more safe. You know, I ain't got really like, no horse. Yeah, and that. you know, you know what it is about Alatoni. When I did my market research, it ain't nothing but white boys out there with that, bro. Mm-hmm. It, it, it ain't nothing but white boys out there, bro. And the mm-hmm. thing is, with our people, we can bring them in. Mm-hmm. You can you you already got an audience. Mm-hmm. One one post, but they coming. Mm-hmm. Hit, hit hit that club. They coming. I always, I was, like I said with the disco, it was like, I just put a, a whole other thing in their head, like, stop going to the clubs, the party, come and do something different. Come a party on the water. Yeah. And they, bro, we getting you some boats, bro. It ain't, yeah, it ain't. I love We boats. locked in now, <laughs> so we, we gotta get you on the water, man. Damn. Nah, that sound like the mood, though, bro. I mean, I love yachts personally. I mean, it's just something different about being on that water. How often are you going? This, I'm, well, I, I travel around so much, I'm not really out on the water so much, but just mm. think of this. How many people you know leave here from Atlanta to go to Atlanta to go chill on the yacht? To where? To go to Miami just to chill on the yacht. Oh, I do that. Right. Shit. I know plenty. So why not have your own drink here where they paying you ten, fifteen thousand to come and host a mastermind on your drink that you only paid three hundred thousand for? Your monthly payment ain't gonna be nothing but five thousand dollars a month. One drink, you don't make that back in a half a, a half a four hour drink. Okay, so so a place like Atlanta when it's when it's dead, when it's winter, fall. You, you already gonna ran the bread up, bro. Mm-hmm. You you talking four hundred dollars an hour? You don't ran it up. You going out at least three? Like we put three to five hundred hours on our boats every year. You do the math. 
300 hours times 400. Oh, yeah, we're going to do that. You running it up, bro. I got 10 boats in D.C. Man, let's do that by 10, nigga. That's <laughs> we running it up, bro. Like, you like you really, you just, you you, you putting what's, what they already doing, you just saving them a trip. Like, bro, like, that's what I do on my, my ass. Like, stop traveling to Miami to get on a boat when you can go do it right here. Stop going all the way to, to Miami to run a Rolls Royce. You can do it right here. Mm-hmm. I bring it to the city. I bring the Miami vibe to D.C. is what I did when I was on the news. Mm. And that shit went crazy. This imagine though, like seriously, bro, how many people you know doing masterminds and you know they're charging between like a thousand and, and, and ten thousand? They not gonna cry about that because off right. of one joint, they, they can pay you. You right. already don't pay your payment in, in two hours of them being on that yacht. Mm-hmm. So whole play, bro. Better take it before I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's that's I'm, I'm gonna write that down though, bro. I'm a, uh man. We about to lock in, bro. Yeah, you know, we we got to run a play, bro. Ooh, we All gonna right. run a play, bro. I mean, one one thing I'm gonna do is real estate for sure. Nah, fact. That boat thing right there. But that, guess what? Mm. Real estate on the water too. Watch this. I just bought a drink right here, seventy thousand. I think I just seen. Hold on, let me see what you, what you show me first. I just bought this seventy thousand, right? I just broke it down, six different rooms. We're gonna Airbnb them out for two fifty a night. Each room? Each room. What is that? It's a houseboat. Where? On a the water. Houseboat. Yeah, I'm about to show you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I mean I've seen the Airbnb uh on the water. It's like you could you could move it. It's like a real house. Yeah. yeah. People don't people don't realize there's, there's, there's houses on the water. This ain't no house on the water, man. Yeah, that's a crib, bro. Wait, yeah. That that motherfucker can move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, so it moves. Yeah. You know you. So with that with that size of a houseboat, you have to do is is we have to use tugboats. So we tugged that up from Virginia um, Virginia Beach, but it only cost me seventy thousand to tug it. To no no to, for to buy it, I put ten thousand into it, so I'm eighty thousand all in. Ten thousand into what? To. No, seventy thousand to buy the house. Yeah, and then we transported the ten thousand was to, to redo the inside. Okay. I think we only paid like like three or four thousand to get it transported. That's way cheaper. Yeah, you know, that's a big ass crib. You can up and leave anytime, bro. It's all over. Listen, nobody. Listen, people make the mistake of, or not the mistake, but they don't. They they try to compare to Toro and Airbnb. There's no comparison, mm-hmm. right? Just like I was telling B earlier, I got to rent my condo out for between 20 and 30, 30, uh, 30 days in order for me to make a profit between 2500 and 3000 mm-hmm. I'm making that in a couple of hours on a boat. With the, the cars on, on tour road, with an economy vehicle, you only making between 1000 to 2000 And that car got to be gone for 30 days. Okay, with that, though, <clears throat> why would you do per room versus just the whole house? Like, this is the price. Because I'm only going to make 1800 for the month. Yeah, you only gonna make about eighteen hundred for that on, on 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 a month. That crib? That crib? No, no. If it's six rooms, right? If you saying why not just rent it out by itself, without per doing day? It? Oh, I mean we can run that too. I mean it's gonna be Airbnb, so we 
We're going we weighing our options right now because okay. I kind of wanted to do a little content room in one of the joints, but right now we're going to run it for 250 And Because the summertime is coming up. We get a lot of visitors in the, in the summertime in D.C. Does it have like an area where like you can feel like you're on a yacht, like you outside? Yo, yeah, so you couldn't see it, but on the, on the back side of it, it's a, 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 a balcony. For sure. So you just go out and we got the deck chairs out there. We're going to have the umbrellas. And all. Yeah. And what is this? Is just going like a circle or some shit? No, that shit's standing still. That's the houseboat you talking about, right? Yes. Yeah, that shit ain't going nowhere. That's just the Airbnb. It's just a house on the water. You just going in there to eat, sleep, and shit. It don't make it that fun, though. It don't make it that exciting. Like, Why if it not? was moving, it would be different. Like, Why not? You never slept on a boat before. It ain't a boat. It's a house. It's a houseboat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole nother experience. It is another. Yeah, I mean, people gonna eat that shit up. No, like, they, oh, we stayed on the water. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I like I, especially like another play that I'm, I'm giving all my jams. Another play that I'm running. Right, I'm taking one of my boats. I'm wrapping it in pink. Ladies, this is for you, right? Because I, I haven't oh, seen that's a, that's a not place. too many ladies in it. So this is for you, they young ladies. Eat that shit up. I Get you it. a boat. Wrap it in pink and do your ladies' night out, your girls' day out, whatever you want to call it, and make the theme pink, right? You're doing the pink cupcakes. You're doing the pink champagne. You're yeah. doing the pink balloons. Uh-huh. And you're going to have that fine-ass pink captain, I mean, dressed in captain, a female captain, yeah. dressed in pink. So whole play, you better run with it, baby. <laughs> Straight up. Nah, they're gonna eat how, that how, up. Many, how many females do you know that's, that's doing their thing but they girls? They chilling. Mm-hmm. It's a whole play right there. I mean, you know, like the the, the pink Airbnb. Like, mm-hmm. women eat that up. Anything pink. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's pink. We yeah. got to get that. You should have kept that one to yourself. It's all good, baby. It's enough money <laughs> out here for us all. So you might well get a pink jet ski. <laughs> hey, watch, watch what I'm about to drop, though, bro. Yeah. I got some. I'm going to tell them, though. I got goat carts on the water. So that's what, I'm, that's what I'm coming out in D.C. this season, right? It's goat carts. I'm going to show you all in a second. But they miniature little goat carts. But it's a jet ski. Wouldn't that be the same thing as like the... the it's like the jet ski, but again, we talking some shit that people ain't never seen or did. I'm talking about like the Corvette. Wouldn't that be the kind of the same thing? Uh, the numbers ain't the same, though. Them joints, it ain't costing me number 20. 20 uh, no, I'm, I'm trying to do a 20 piece. I ain't trying to do a Yeah, I mean, you can do that. I would, you can do it out here, too. That's the play. You could take that 200 and get you, get you 10 of those. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. Yeah, that's the play. <clears throat> I wasn't gonna tell y'all, so y'all, y'all better feel special and shout out to my brother Finesse. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have said nothing. You would have just had to catch it. Mm. That was up, man. You gave a lot of game out, bro. Yeah, bro. Listen, they got a top end, though, man. Mm. They got a top end, bro. Like, this is really like, we broke down all these numbers and shit, but this is an a, a industry that not too many, well, I haven't seen anybody else that's, that's, that's doing it on my level. Respectfully, I met one other person. And I don't think he he on this type of time. Right, because most people they jump into it and they don't understand the business part of it. It was just like me when I first got in. It was like, fucking, I'm making some good money, more almost more money than I was making on the streets, mm-hmm. and I'm doing this legally. But then when I started learning the, the back end, the admin side, the business side, it was it was another game. Let's say, let's say you went back to Mexico. Yeah. You met a cartel plug. Yeah. I ain't fucking with it, bro. He, let me finish, nigga. <clears throat> he had a truckload of bricks. A hundred bricks. A, oh, a thousand bricks. Let's make a thousand bricks for you. You wouldn't take it. I ain't touching it. Why? Because I've been blessed to make it out of my, 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 my last situation. 
it'll be dumb of me. Mm-hmm. I got all these different businesses. I'm living well. Mm-hmm. I don't want for anything. My, my kids are great. Mm-hmm. I'll be a fucking fool to go by. And, and, and truth be told, shit ain't the way it was back when I was in the streets. Mm-hmm. Like these niggas nowadays, they snitching left and right. <laughs> and you damn sure can't trust nobody. I don't care who it is. It's a dirty game, bro. But I was back, like, bro, like, honestly, I'm going to be very transparent. Like, when, when my account got frozen, bro, I was ready to kill myself. This a, we talking a, a few months ago. Three mil. Yeah, mm-hmm. three and a half. Like, can you imagine, like, this waking up and uh, that drink gone? It first started with one account. I was good. I'm like, all right, bet. I ain't think that they can take all of my accounts, mm-hmm. but they, they snatched all of that shit. Why did they snatch them? They didn't tell me why. They're giving it back slowly but surely now, but they just said it was an investigation. I, after probably about four months, I finally talked to an American, and it was global security. And I'm like, what's global security? I'm, I'm just curious. She's like, this is law enforcement side. I said, so what, what y'all investigate? I'm not understanding. But my only thing is, remember, our transactions, some of them are coming from Mexico. I'm dumping a lot of bread in these bank accounts. <laughs> so I'm certain they thought I was money. These, these are American bank yeah, accounts. Yeah, yeah. Chase. Oh, so pay. what I've learned now, and I've been, I've been told this from the people in my circle, you want to do that infinite banking, bro. You want to get those insurance policies, whole life URL. Like, you want to get these terms. You want to get all these different policies, bro, because you can borrow from it. Your money is safe with that insurance policy. So, basically, you're saying that instead of having your $3 million in the bank, put it into insurance? I'm putting it in insurance, bro. Because mm-hmm. I can borrow from it. And guess what? When I borrow from it, that compound interest is still rising. Right. With the bank, shit, you making... Zero 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 on your on your bread. Well, that's what I was gonna ask you. Like, what did you learn from the situation? That's it. And really, honestly, my, my mentor told me we were talking yesterday. He like, like I told you earlier, like you understand that you was blocking blessings, right? He said you steady hoping your your mother who's still on drugs, your grandmother who who who's still doing her, you're blocking him from being able to work on them because you've given them a free life. You just passing the bread down and just letting them do them. Mm-hmm. So he had to take it away from you in order for you want to focus because I stopped praying. I stopped doing a whole lot of things that I shouldn't have stopped doing. Mm-hmm. So he had to put my back against the wall and realize, all right, wake up. As fast as I gave it to you, I could take it away from you as well. Mm-hmm. But also you're blocking the blessing that he trying to bless your grandmother and your mother with because you're in the way, you're interfering, you're still just feeding them. You're feeding them because you're giving them money. And they know every week that money going to come in. So every week they can go get high and do them. Mm. Right? So my back against the wall, I was like, fuck, bro. Like, I got these three Rolls Royce payments. I got this mansion payment. Like, three Rolls Royce? Yeah. What you need three Rolls Royces for? I th- you got to take that liabilities and turn it to assets. Uh-huh. My first gift to myself was the coloring that I got in Miami. You rent it out? Rent it out. I only drove in it twice mm. in two years. How much you make all that? Oh, she doing them. It's like 15, 20 a month. That's it. Something slight. Something light. Something slight. Like, like a Sprite. <laughs> <clears throat> Something slight. But then I'm the only one in D.C. with it, right? So I ride, ride around for free. Mm-hmm. Do a quick wedding. Do a quick little prom. Like, we already taking bookings for prom right now. We in, in, in February, January, whatever we in right now. We taking payments for May and June right now. <laughs> Y'all better get some motivation. How old are you, bro? Listen, 32. He older than, he, he, I'm older than him. I gotta get some motivation, bro. <laughs> you 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 making money across the board though, bro. Determination, brother. dedication. For real. I like, like you, that. you I love like it. you really gotta be determined. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna live like most 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 people that scream they want a different lifestyle, bro. 
them the same motherfuckers that go work that nine to five and they go home, they sit on the couch, they watching TV. Mm-hmm. Instead of going home, if they're going to watch TV, turn on a podcast, right? When they in a car, they listen to the bullshit instead of turning on a podcast, an audio book, mm-hmm. right? But most importantly, they working this nine to five and they going home and they kicking their feet up like they earned it. You ain't learned, you ain't earned shit. If you living paycheck to paycheck and you still working this nine to five and you're not living the life that you want to live, you haven't earned the right to go home and just lay back. I hope y'all caught that. If you're working a nine to five and you're going home and you're watching television with your feet kicked up, you haven't earned that. You haven't earned it until you can live the life freely like you want to. So when you get off of this nine to five, Take your ass and put the pride to the side. Go drive Uber or Lyft. Go deliver some food. Go do something in addition to making that bread that you're making at the nine to five. Mm-hmm. You got to put in the work, bro. My mentor told me yesterday, he said, you're trying to take people with you that don't belong in that position. They ain't worked hard enough. Mm-hmm. Why is it fair to you that you're going out and you're doing 20, 22 hours a day with your trucking company? You're going out, you're doing all these other different businesses, but yet you're just giving it to them for free. Mm-hmm. How fair is that? You taking them to the top and they ain't even... They ain't, they ain't even Pull out the shovels yet. Mm-hmm. I got said specifically, bro, because that shit hit me yesterday when he said that. Right? I had to write this down. He said, where's that? He said, they ain't put enough work to be where you're trying to take them. And this is what I learned as a coach. Don't ever get too busy selling that you forget about the people. Mm-hmm. A lot of motherfuckers, they just sell, 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 mm-hmm. sell. That they forget that people got real issues. Like, that's one thing. I, shout out to Derek Harbour, man. That's one thing I've learned about him. And that's why, like, when I told him, like, this motherfucker got almost 100,000 people just in his Facebook group. It's because he really loved the people. It's not about the money. When you do this genuinely, the money's going to come. The people going to want to fuck with you. Right? I woke up to this when he had his event in Miami, right? You know, a lot of these joints that be going around here in Atlanta, you send these motherfuckers walk around with big security and all that shit. And he's like, why you doing that? But I watched this man at his event, he ain't no security. And I'm like, bro, you tripping? Why you ain't got no security? He said, for what? What do I need security for when these people love me? And if a motherfucker mm-hmm. try their hand, trust and believe me, they going to be on his ass. And that shit spoke to me. Because when I, when I dove into this mentorship, it was all about selling, selling, selling. Mm. Don't ever get too busy selling that you forget that the real people. They got real issues. Mm-hmm. Pouring to the people, that bread going to come, bro. Let me ask you about your mom real quick. You don't think that, or did you ever think that by getting rich, or getting this amount of money, that it would it would save her from her addiction? Bro, I thought so, bro. And like I said, it it, it like I broke down like three months ago, bro. I was I was um I was speaking in D.C., taking a flight to Philly, and then taking a flight to Miami in the same day to speak. <clears throat> And I got a call, this was a Friday, I got a call from my cousin. She like, you need to go get your mother. I'm like, what you talking about? I'm gonna show you the picture. She like, you need to go get your mother. She fucked up and then she sent me the picture. She said, somebody just hit her in the face with a chair. Her shit split open. And so I'm running, going to get my shit. I'm about to go out there and see what's going on, right? And so when I get out there, come to realize she don't went and started shit with other people because she was hired up, right? I got that picture. I'm ready mm. to go in. Mm. I'll go, go get my shit. I'm, I'm, I'm about to go do something stupid. 
But as I'm taking that ride, I'm like, yo, God talking to me. I'd be a fool to go out here, kill somebody off of her stupidity. Mm-hmm. I just had to learn to step away, love from a distance, stop just handing out the money, thinking that's going to change because I ain't doing nothing but feeding her habit and just keep my distance. I hate it, right? Mm-hmm. But I've, I've done the things that I wanted to do. I paid her car off, but she was high up and drunk. And when it crashed, that motherfucker three months later. Mm-hmm. I'm doing all these different things in hopes of her. I made a deal with her on her birthday. I'm going to show you the drink. I said, listen, we're in the Sprinter, man. I took her out for her birthday. We're in the Sprinter, man. This one, I paid her call. She looked at the paper. I'm going to show you the pictures and the videos. I said, now, your car is paid off. I said, now, that payment that you was paying this car note with, mm-hmm. I just want you to say that for six months. If you can show me that you can say that bread that you was paying for that car note for six months, I'm going to go start your nursing home. My mother been a nurse since I've been born. So 32 years. I'm like, because I'm also interested in the home health care. I'm like, you do that for six months, we're going to go into business together. She couldn't do that for a month. She was taking that extra bread to get high. But mm-hmm. like I said earlier, I just took, I took the, the, the bad upbringing and just turned it all into lessons, right? But I had to step away, step away a couple of months ago because she did it in front of my daughter. When I went out there to get her that, that, that night, I took her back to the house and I left Saturday. I get a call, like, you need to get back here. Your mother fucking your house up. I'm like, what you mean? She fucking your house up, you need to get back. So I end up changing my flight, getting back to my, uh, from Miami that night. I get back in there at like three o'clock in the morning. She in there just going crazy. And I broke down and started crying. And I, it's hard to make me cry. I'm crying like you've been doing this shit for all my life and now you're doing this in front of my daughter. And I'm like, I'm just going in. And I told her straight up, I said, you got three options. I said, your, your first option is you can come and live here. You can shut your apartment down. You can come and stay with me. She already got a room in my house, actually. I got seven bedrooms. So I said, you stay here. Your second option, I'm going to send you to Tennessee. You can go into a program. Or your third option is we're going to just go in and break this, this relationship off. Because you've been doing this all my life, and here it is, my Mom. daughter. Yeah. I had to tell her that, bro. And I told her that simply because I thought it would make her wake up. Like, I'm about to lose my son. I haven't talked to my dad in like five or six, five or six years, bro. Mm. But I, I figured me telling her, yo, like, you about to lose me to this bullshit that it will wake her up. But it didn't. She stayed in for, yeah, it is. And, and that's something that I had to understand and learn that it's a disease. It's not just an addiction. Mm-hmm. Drugs is a disease, mm-hmm. right? But me telling her, like, you're going to lose, man, I'm thinking, like, all right, she's going she gonna to snap out of it. She stayed in my house for three days. And she was like, I'm, I need to go. I'm like, nah, you, you, you said you're going to stay here. You ain't want to go on a program. You said you feel like you're in jail when you're in this program, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> the reason why I, ain't, I haven't talked to my dad is because I felt used, right? He ain't been there all my life for real. But... Um, I, I, do, I do remember certain, um, certain times he'll come, you know, get me for the weekends and, or every other weekend or whatever. I did remember that. And so when I got out of the military, when I come home from the military on my leave or whatever, I always would go get liquor and shit and, and, and chill with them or whatever. Then when I flipped my first crib, I, um, I took him and my uncle and my cousin to Vegas. I gave him all five care piece. I still took care of everything when we got to Vegas, right? 
But then I, I started to realize, like, this motherfucker only come around me when we partying or when I'm giving him some weed and we enjoying ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And so my grandmother, she, she, she hit him. They did a surprise party for me for getting my master's, right? He didn't show up. Then I had um, a baby shower for my, my son's mother. Didn't show up. Didn't come to the hospital. And so the last one, I'm like, yo, I told him, I said, like, my son getting Christian on this day. If you don't come, I'm good off you. Mm. You think you came? Mm-mm. Hell no. Nah. People will use you. They will abuse you. Family, friends, they will abuse you. Mm. And I just had to realize, like, father or not, like, nigga, you wasn't there when I was a kid, and now you only here when I'm handing you money or handing you weed or I'm popping bottles. But when the serious shit come around, you ain't here. Mm-hmm. But with my sister... Every single thing that, that happened with her, he's there. I remember him calling me one day. We found out she was messing with her chick. He's like, we got to go kill this bitch. I'm like, damn. <laughs> you, ain't, you, you couldn't even come to my, my military graduation. But you talking about going to kill another chick because your daughter messing with her. You don't mention the baby shower. Like, it will really crush me, bro, even after that. This, 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 like, this will really crush me. So my daughter, I mean, my, my sister had a baby shower for her son. And um, I got my son with me. My son, only, this is what's sad. My son don't even know who he is. He's standing right in front of him. Didn't even know that was, that was my dad. My son probably was like, I don't know, five or six. My father ain't even speak to him. Mm. My niece had cake on her, on her face. He just wiped her face off. And they, my son and my niece running around together. He ain't even say nothing to my son. I'm like, all right. Two days later, she had a party at the bowling alley. Same shit. I walk in the door. He looking like, he mugging like, what the hell this nigga doing here? And my sister mother loved me, so she grabbing me, hugging me, whatever. But he looking at me like, what the fuck you doing here? Mm-hmm. Right? But I'm like, bro, like, you ain't speak to my son, though. He ain't got nothing to do with this. And mm-hmm. for anything, I would expect you not being a good father, you would be a great grandfather. Right. Nah. He hit me on my birthday, like, yo, I miss you. Uh, hope we can get together this summer. Nigga, that, you're not about to approach me like that, bro. Don't even touch back. I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. like, and my office is literally across the street from his house. My office is literally across the street. But he feel as though he's told my mom, like, I feel as though he's the son. He should be reaching out to me. Fuck no. Because me, as a parent, I would want to know why my child don't want to talk to me. Right. And I've already broken down to you, like, bro, you use me. But you can't put your pride to the side and say, like, I fucked up, son. Mm-hmm. Now, it probably wouldn't be a tight-knit relationship. And, you know, some people, they get a little sensitive when I talk about it. But I just learned not to allow people to abuse me because they'll take advantage as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Father, sister, brother, cousin, family, whoever. I'm going I'm to protect my peace. And you ain't going to run over me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. Mm. I don't know what to say, bro. <laughs> that's that's real, man. Um, you know, everybody go through through shit. You know, everybody got their own, you know, things they're dealing with. Especially like when you got money, like you think people just yeah, people. You mean that's and that's just the same turn that Ash Cash and I like. We it took a whole another turn because and I told him like, bro, we need to do a conference for men. Very, there's very so true. many. There's so many men who who 
boggle shit. I mean, even me personally, like I I was like taught to like keep your feelings in. You're a man. You ain't supposed to cry. Mm. Absolutely not. Most men, they want to sit in the car and cry. Or they go in the bathroom and cry and break down. Some men don't even know how to cry. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even know how to cry. I told you, it's hard for me to cry. Mm-hmm. It, it really took for me, like, looking at my mother, high, this, like, she had that getting, gotten high for probably like a week straight. That's how fucked up she was. Mm-hmm. That shit crushed me. I ain't break down boohoo crying, but it's like, I'm just looking at you like, yo, you've been doing this shit for 30 plus years, yo. You not fucking tired? Like, I don't understand it. Like, it, it's not that much getting high in the world. And the fact that you rather risk your relationship, it's not even about me. But I got my daughter 24-7. When I didn't have custody of her, you mm. begged me to make sure I got her. Mm. When I went and got her, you ain't been nowhere to be found. Being very vulnerable, my daughter got her, her, her period for the first time two weeks ago. And I'm like, I told my mother, like, you, you left me on a win. Like, I had to handle that myself. I'm not no fucking man. I mean, no female. Mm-hmm. All I know is y'all got fucking tampons and pads. But I don't know how to fully address that. Right. I'm on a plane, and my daughter texts me. I got my period. I was like, well, fuck, you good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But I expected my mother mm-hmm. to take that lead. When you come to the crib and you want to know why she don't want to be, be bothered, that's why. Mm. When have you taken the time to spend time with her? Once again, you've chosen the drugs over her. The drug is real, man. One thing I could say, too, man, like, I be, I be struggling this with, like, some family members or, like, my brother. Like, it's like you don't want to give up on them, but, like, they made their choices in life. Yeah. They made their decisions. And... You you you'll try so many try, times trying to help these people, man, and it's like they don't give a fuck. You yeah. care more than they care. Yeah. You want to give the fuck up, like God damn man, fuck this shit. Yeah. Like people be like, damn bro, like why you don't help your brother? I'm like, bro, he don't want help. I try, all right. Like I try. Like how much am I supposed to like take all my energy and and all my money, all my resources to try to help you when you don't even want it? Like some people just don't want it. Yeah. And it's sad to say, but man, listen, this is, this is my life, man. This is your life. And if, I want to help you, but if you don't want the help, then, man, listen, I got to go another path. Nah, that's a fact, bro. I used to feel guilty for when my mother or my grandma or somebody hit me like, yo, I need some money. It was just like, in my head, it was like, well, God allowed me. Like, I'm the only one in my family who have businesses, been a cop. Well, my, my other cousin, she finally went to college, uh, graduated a couple of years ago, but... Mm-hmm. I, in my head, it was like God made you the leader, and now you got to lead. And to me, that meant you made all this money. You need to make sure everybody else is good. But nah, that ain't how that really go, bro. Mm-mm. Not at all. Like, that shit's not fair to me. Then I'm busting my ass. I'm missing time away from my children to give them a better life. But here them. it is. I'm giving it to you. And all mm-hmm. you doing is taking and giving it to the dope boy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, nah, like if you if you going through that right now to where you got a, a parent or family member who's struggling with drugs and, and you feeling guilty that you the one who got to pick up their slack, absolutely not. Respectfully, you can love them from a distance and not feel bad for it. 
The only help that you can get them is to lead them in the right direction, going to therapy, going to rehab. It's up to them to really want that change. I spent years trying to get my mother to stop. Years. Mm-hmm. But I had to realize you're feeding her. Every time she pick up the phone and ask for money, you ain't asking why, you just sending it to her. Yeah, you know what she's doing. Now she fucking with dudes who ain't doing nothing for her. So now you're not only feeding her habit, but you're feeding his habit as well. Mm-hmm. When she call you talking about she need money for food, you ain't feeding her, you feeding both of them. Right? So I had to realize that and I decided I had to stop. And it crushed me, bro, because it's like, like <clears throat> I come from nothing. Like, I, I remember, like, shit, I remember one time, like, we ain't had shit in the house but, but, but canned goods. That's all we had to eat in there. I remember one, one, one time I was, she was uh, a dude that she was fucking with. I waited for a dude to come with the, with the chicken wings and the fries. A dude ain't never showed with the food. Never showed up. Hmm. And I'm like, damn. Like, I remember this shit. So it's like, here it is. I'm able to, like, I want to take you out of the country. I want to I w- I give you every single thing that you want. I tested you out on the car, and you fumbled the ball. It was just like, fuck it. <coughs> I don't care how much, how much work you had to put in to pay this car off for me. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to do nothing but buy me another one. That was the mindset. But I had to wake up, and I had to realize, like, nah, my only responsibility is my children. Ma, I love you to death, but it's going to take you. She called me, high, drunk. Mm-hmm. Ma, I love you. I'll talk to you later. And you know when people get high and drunk, that's when they want to talk the most. Yeah. They thinking they, they smooth as a mm-hmm. motherfucker with it. Nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I had my event two weeks ago in, in, in D.C., she talked about it for a whole week. I had it on that Saturday. She called me Friday. Like, I, I beat it on my. I said, all right, cool. I'm going to send my driver to pick you up. I'm going to send a Rolls Royce for you. Go ahead and put something on nice. I'll see you soon. Saturday morning, she called me. Think. She called me Think. You want me to come to your, your, your event? I said, Ma, I would love to, but you ain't coming like that. Mm. I love you. I'll talk to you later. And I hung up. She called me later. She said, I seen your event. I'm so proud of you. I said, I appreciate it. I love that. But don't you think it would probably would a little bit better if you were there? Mm. Don't you think instead of me looking into the crowd and, and seeing complete strangers and my cousin and her husband and my grandmother and, and my cousins that I would have loved to have seen my mother, I don't have my father, mm. I would at least thought I would have had my mother to be there to support me on my mm. second live event. But all you can do is tell me you, you, you're proud of me. I'm tired of hearing that. And all you can say is, son, I'm going to do better. I love you. I'm going to stop. Nah. I'm tired of hearing that. I'm tired, bro. I'm tired, bro. So when, when you hear and you see people say the money is happiness, bullshit. That's complete bullshit. You can have the most money in the world. We're still going to deal with life as human beings. But it's up to you as to how you're going to pivot, how you're going to take it. You're going to let it bring you down. Oh, you going and move forward. All I can do right now is stand tall with my chest out and continue to lead for my children. They got to make the change them, themselves. 
hopefully it's not too late when they make that change. Mm-hmm. That's all I can do, bro. Stay prayed up for them. Mm-hmm. Love them from my dad. And I hate that shit, bro. I used to be able to talk to my mother every day. But half of the time, I, I don't, I don't want to talk to her because she high or drunk. Right. I definitely feel you, bro. It's been a real moment. Shout out to you, man. You're a tough guy, bro. I appreciate <laughs> you, bro. Shout out to you, man. Um, I mean, you got anything for me? Like, you want to take master classes? <laughs> or, like, uh... <laughs> Listen, man. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I got a free master class for you while I'm teaching you. You know, of course, I couldn't spend the couple of hours or hours or so that we've been on here teaching you about the boat and jet ski rental industry. But I like to do a deep dive with you where you can learn about the boat and jet ski rental industry. You can simply text the word BOAT, B-O-A-T, to 202-919-8930. Once you get there, you're going to get that pretty old link. Hit that link. Sign up for your free seat, man. And listen. We only got about 100 seats, so you might want to go ahead and secure yours now. The boat goat. <clears throat> I appreciate you coming through, man. That was like, you got, you got real on this one, man. I appreciate um, you. I think people are going to resonate with it, man, because like, it ain't always about just, they, got, they learned something, but like, they can resonate with like, because people are really going through this shit yeah. every day, you know what I mean? So shout out to you, man. Glad I met you, actually. Nah, likewise, <clears throat> bro. Mm. I told I've been I've been following you for a minute, bro. Yeah, I just I ain't I'm not no. I, I give people their space and let them do their thing. Yeah. Eventually, if if it's meant to be, we are oh, gonna yeah, cross sure. paths. Like I, I could have been locked in. I could have been picked up the phone, hit Mitch. I'm like, bro, like plug yeah. me in. Nah, yeah. I'm a hit, bro. On on and and when when time per- permits itself. Yeah. Bro, let's lock in. For sure. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like. I'm proud of you, bro, because thank you. Mm-hmm. Like most niggas, they would have fumbled, bro. It would have been like, fuck that that house arrest. I'm about to do me. Duh. But you I remember you put it <laughs> on and you said, you know what? I'm about to I'm about to lock in on my podcast. Mm-hmm. You said that shit. You put it on and you said, you know what? I just got I just got the call. I'm about to be on house arrest. Mm-hmm. I'm about to take this time and I'm gonna lock in. I was like, this is a smart motherfucker right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but look what it yeah. did, bro. Yeah. Like you, 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 you doing shit that motherfuckers has been in for years and surpassing them respectfully. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine what the DMs and the phone calls look like. Right? It's getting crazy. Right? But we gotta remain humble and start understand, hey, this is a blessing. Mm-hmm. Don't fumble the bag, don't fumble mm-hmm. the ball. Don't be greedy when it comes down to this bread. All money ain't good money. Mm-hmm. Pro- protect your peace. Mm. You know what I mean? It ain't for everybody. You, you have an image. You know what you're doing. Protect it. Yeah. Fuck that quick 10, 15,000, 20,000. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, I'm good, dog. Mm-hmm. I love you. I appreciate you, but I'm not looking for anybody like you on my show. Yeah. I don't want your energy next to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I just... That's why I, I, I'm solo, bro. You only gonna see me with a videographer in my security. That's it. We don't need a bunch of niggas. It's like for real, for real, half of these niggas, especially in this <clears throat> internet game, man, this shit is worse than. Nah, for real. <laughs> this shit worse, worse than, than the goddamn streets, bro. Worse than high school. Right. <laughs> it's worse than the streets, bro. And I, OG told me, shout out to Greg Parker. He told me, he said, Rashad, you got something very unique, bro. Do not let these niggas in close. And I heard him, and I always kept him. I mean, I'm like that. And, like, you're not going to be able to just run up on me. Like, I'm not going to always just give you that. Mm-hmm. 
But I, I started to see that shit. And a lot of these goddamn gurus that, that people look up to and, and motivate and inspire, them niggas not living the lives that they say that they live in. Mm-hmm. Oh, I believe They not <laughs> doing the shit that they believe say that it, they're man. doing. They making the money off of you because you got the course and the mentorship. Yeah. They don't have... You heard me tell B. He's like, bro, like, you got two... No, I don't, nigga. Mm-hmm. I got real businesses outside of a mentorship and a course. Right. Right. I don't have two days to do a webinar. I really don't. Mm. I got to carve out time for my children. I got to carve out time for all these different meetings and shit like that. Like, nah, I don't, bro. You know what I mean? Protect your peace, bro. Protect the brand. Shit. <laughs> brand too, bro. Thanks, man. Your brand, too. Another great episode of Rich and Unemployed, the podcast. Man, make sure y'all tap in. And I'm about to give me a boat. It's going to be soon. <laughs> Uh, until next time, man. Till next Monday.